It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. the third and final hour of the program here for Thursday morning. 508-996-0500 and app chats and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. I think uh, I think I'm going to try to make my return to bowling tonight. It's been four weeks since the surgery. I was told it would take four to six weeks to, to really heal, but going to see what happens. Already told my, my brother and that if I if I go and during practice I'll throw a couple of practice balls and see how I feel, and if it feels like I can go I'll go, and if it feels like I shouldn't go then at least I'll hang out with everybody. So it's it'll be nice to get back into that routine. Ah, uh, I already know what's going to happen. I'm going to be rolling eighty sevens, trying to get back into the groove. Although who knows, you know. Maybe with uh, maybe with one less kidney, I'll be more aerodynamic, and I'll finally get a 200 game. Since everybody else did it while I was gone, uh, anyway. One of the well, certainly this morning we've been talking about the mayor's call to keep the federal building in downtown New Bedford from from closing, and also his proposal for a recall provision for elected officials in New Bedford. And um, you can read about both of those at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app if you want to read more of the details on those. And also you can hear Mayor Mitchell discussing it with Chris McCarthy on the South Coast Now podcast, which is in the story about the federal building. But uh, also you can get it on the WBSM app or wherever you get your podcast from. It's hour three of yesterday's program with, with Chris and we can continue discussing that. If you want to sound off on that story about the waitress in Michigan who got the $10,000 tip and then was fired because of it, we can talk about that too. Uh, I did want to update you, though, to some of the changes that are coming to the Washington Bridge in Providence because I know a lot of you listening drive over that bridge. If it's not part of your daily commute, at least it's something that you drive over um, frequently, but um, WPRI reports that in an effort to ease congestion caused by the closure of the westbound side of the Washington Bridge, the Rhode Island Department of Transportation will be updating the traffic pattern over the next few months, which shows you that this is not going to be fixed anytime soon. Despite what they told everybody uh, when this first started to be a problem in December, this is not going to be fixed anytime soon. What will happen is they currently have two eastbound lanes and two westbound lanes that are all on the eastbound side of the bridge. That's a separate and newer bridge than the, the westbound side, which is where the problem lies. So starting next Monday, February 26th, they will start working on the new traffic pattern 
and it's going to take eight weeks or so for them to complete that, depending on the weather and supply chain issues. But the two travel lanes on each side will be reduced from 12 feet wide to 10 feet wide. And those will only be allowed to be used by passenger vehicles, while trucks will be restricted to the right lane, which will be 11 feet wide. The speed limit will be reduced to 40 miles an hour in both directions. And they're going to change where some of the lanes cross into the bridge. Once that is in place, they will remove the lane reduction on the East Shore Expressway that was installed in early February. And that this should save drivers a considerable amount of time. The work will be done overnight and on the weekends. So they shouldn't have to close any of the lanes on the bridge as they are doing this. So basically what they're saying is plan on getting away with one bridge for a good long time. One side of that bridge for a good long time. Speaking of Providence and Rhode Island, there's also a story I want to share uh, from ABC6. And it's worth checking out their, their website, abc6.com, to see the video and photos of what we're talking about here. <clears throat> but a few dozen temporary homes are going up in Providence, tucked away in a field off of 95 South. It's called Echo Village. And it is what is called temporary pallet housing. These are literally pallets that are unloaded that have a, a shed on them, basically. And these sheds, these houses, these shelters are made for one person to live in. And... They will have 45 of them in this Echo Village. They will have fire extinguishers, smoke detectors, electrical outlets, heating and cooling. I can't tell from the photos or the video, but they, you know, obviously they don't have plumbing. But I'm going to guess that Echo Village probably has some portable toilets that were brought in. I don't know what their plans are for, for bathing. Or food preparation or any of that. But they will at least have a shelter with electricity. And they will have heat. Heat and air conditioning. And for those who are worried, well, they're going to plug in hot plates and heaters and they're going to cause, well, they're not going to plug in a heater if they've got heat already in them. And if they plug in a hot plate, well, they have fire extinguishers in them, smoke detectors in them, so hopefully they can keep any issues from happening. But this is, it's something. 45 people will have a place to stay. It's not permanent, but 45 people. Now, the, the, the problem is they're saying, oh, these will be launched by spring. Well, they really needed them now. When you woke up this morning and it was 20 degrees out, 
But still, it's something. Now, again, these are not to be considered permanent homes. They are not to be considered a long-term dwelling. But it will get these people a place to stay where they can have a bed, have some heat or some air conditioning, and have shelter from the elements. So my question to you, and, and, and by the way, these are being used because I know what the phone calls and the comments are going to be. But these are being used by the homeless folks, the unhoused folks who are living on the street. That's who they are putting into these. This is not a place where they're going to shelter migrant families. This is for those folks that are already living on the street in Providence to have a place to go. That, you know, some of them don't want to go to shelters. They don't want to live in a room with 100 other people. This will give them the dignity of having their own dwelling, even if it's just a small little, it's essentially the size of a shed, it looks like. You know, if you have a nice shed that you put in your backyard where you can have uh, your lawnmower, your snowblower, and keep your bicycles, your lawn chairs, we're talking about the same, same kind of thing. Would you want to see more of these around? Would you want to see New Bedford come up with an Echo Village? By the way, that's Echo, E-C-H-O, not Echo like Eco. Would you want to see those pop up if it was tucked away somewhere? Not that we want to, you know, say we're keeping these people out of sight, but I mean, you know, we're not doing it in the middle of downtown. If they put this out somewhere and created 45 units, would, would you be in support of that? If it was helping people that were living on the street? 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSN. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, as our, as our uh, civilization in the United States crumbles down under the weight of uh, the people that are coming in unchecked, there's another micro solution for that. You know, they have an Echo Village uh, in Mexico in Tijuana. It's just made of cardboard boxes. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm joking, obviously, but, you know, there's no plan for any of this. All this is knee-jerk reactions. So now we're going to take basically, um, you know, sheds that would be in someone's backyard, you know, put power in them and then put them on pallets so they could be moved around like FEMA uh, trailers. And um, I think the numbers of people coming in are going to overwhelm even that. I mean, how, like how, <laughs> if you're getting 5,000 a day coming in, you better make 5,000 sheds a day, right? Is well, that's, that's, but realistic? that's, but that's not who these are for. These are, for, these are for the 539 people that they have currently living on the streets in Providence. So they're talking about the folks well, that are sleeping in a, in a doorway who don't want to go into, you know, the, the larger shelters because of, you know, privacy concerns. Right. But we have a shelter problem in general is the issue is, is you know, I did bring up the illegal aliens because that volume is increasing much higher than what Americans going on the street is on, on percentage. So, Either way, um, I, I just it's uh, we're you know we're living in crazy times where there is absolutely no planning and no forethought. It's just uh, 
complete, you know, randomness in the government. And this is another, you know, feel good story. And I'm glad, glad some people will be off the streets. Um, but it's not solving the problem. It's, it's just, uh, you know, and how many more are you going to build? Well, I mean, from, from, from the way I understand it, this is something that is actually being done by um, a homeless advocacy group. So the idea here is that if the government isn't helping, this is something that we can do as, you know, I think, twofold. One, it's a temporary solution to help with some of those people, but also if more of these start popping up, then maybe it will encourage, you know, there to actually be a permanent solution for it. Yeah, I mean, any help is great, right, Tim? I mean, let's, you know, you could, you, any help is great. I, I, I'm a big advocate of that. I'm a Catholic. You know, I, I believe in people, but I don't believe in our government or these organizations, and I don't, and people that are in charge of this government right now don't seem to be paying attention to the numbers. Um, it's just going to overwhelm us. And at the end of the day is we want to help people out. If people are coming here for a reason, uh, we want them vetted. We want to make sure that they have a path forward, not a path to disaster. And that, that's what we have right now in this, this last three years. So anyway. All right. Well, you have a good day. Thanks for the call. Yeah, you too. Take it easy. And uh, let's uh, squeeze in a couple more here. Oh, hold on. Let me put it that way. There you go. Now you're on air. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Good. How are you? You know, I always think about what you're saying, but wouldn't you think that if they started doing that, it would, all it would do is create a gigantic ghetto um i don't i don't know because i don't know what you know where this particular village is located is um the only nearest things around it according to this uh report from abc6 are auto body shops and the foxy lady so you know this is in an area where it's not a residential area um and it's mm -hmm. it's 45 of these units, so it'll probably, you know, again, they're saying these are only fit for a single person. So you're talking about 45 people being in that area. Um, I, I don't know how you would feel about that. I'm sure this organization, this uh, advocacy group, will be in there every day or, or have volunteers down there kind of putting a program in place here rather than just having these people milling about. But it's... Yeah. It, it's worth a try to at least see what happens. They're on pallets. If it turns out not to work, you just call in a truck and move them out. Yeah. I don't know. I think that when you, you, you when you take, you know, all the same ilk, you know, especially like very low income or homeless, <clears throat> put them all together. It, it's, you know, it creates a project. It creates a ghetto, you know, and, you know, for the most part, it doesn't seem to work. But, you know, like you said, I guess it's worth a try. I mean, if you've got 45 homeless people, you know, convening around a couple of buildings downtown, there's there's really no difference here, you know, except yeah. now. And, you know, it, for people that would complain about them being in the downtown, sleeping in doorways and such, this actually takes them out of that area and puts them somewhere else, which I'm not always, you know, I'm not always a fan of, you know, having to relocate people because you don't want to look at them. But this is a way of, you know, putting them somewhere where it can at least have a little bit of a community feel. And maybe this encourages people who are reluctant to go into a shelter to realize, okay, it's not so bad being around these other folks. Maybe I could do this, or maybe I could go into a group home, or, or maybe I'm ready to go back into society. Um, so, it, you know, it could have some positive effects that way. But again, if it doesn't work, it's not that hard to just load them all up and move them along. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jim. All right. You have a good day. Bye. And uh, let's take another call here before I go take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is like, do they have the bathrooms in the each each one of those it, things? Do they it, have their own bathroom? It doesn't seem that way. There's no plumbing because they're they're just sitting on a pallet. But I'm sure they're going to be bringing in some uh, port, you know porta potties that they'll put in the area. 
that right there, you, just, you think if, if all of them had their own bathrooms, they wouldn't have to get up to go out in the cold to go do whatever they got to go do. And like I said, and, if, and it seems like they're trying to put them in some place where it's like, what is the Foxy Lady? Is it a bar? Uh, it's a strip club. Oh, okay. Okay, so I kind of figured that Foxy Lady, all right. So you think that, okay, so what I'm thinking, I bet you the cops are going to roll around that place all the time. And he's talking about be, it becoming a ghetto. I think that uh, that's far from being a ghetto. 45 uh, things, that's 40, far from being a ghetto. Yeah. And, and, and you know, there's over, there's still over more than twenty thousand of those, of those those mobile homes that weren't used, those trailers that were for the FEMA that are being used still. All of that could have been been used for families. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about that that right there. That's a waste of money. And and the, there's people that took and took that money and and ran off the money that was supposed to be given to the public to the for the people that were injured or or, or people that were held back because of the uh, uh, Katrina and whatnot. Still talking about Katrina, and so when you think about that, that's terrible. And those, and those people that try to that wanted to help, supposedly were helping and helping their pockets get fat. That's that those people. I have no. They have no conscience, and I have no uh, pity for them. To me, I think that's that's just that's that's heartless. You take from the people that in, need it just to fill your pockets. Just like like for instance, like Brett Favre, how he said how he wanted to get oh build a new new uh, locker room for the for us the men over there, and they said oh, take it from he said take it from the the food stamps. They won't they won't find word about it. And he, they did that. They were trying to do that with that. So that right there, he, that to me shows a lack of. Back to where lack of respect and responsibility. Like I said, Pete, like like I talked about how the kids these days lack the respect and they don't have the, they don't feel they're responsible for nothing. Like I said, what the hell? You know, pardon my French. What the hell? And so it's like, I think that's that's a terrible thing. And have you been seeing what's going on in the sky lately? The last few nights? Uh, not at night. No. Uh, like maybe, I want to say like maybe an hour and a half ago, I went outside and I just caught the tail end of, of the moon coming back. I'm, that's not the, what I'm saying. That's it's going to disappear. I still think it's going to be where a grip of people are going to see it. But I walked out and caught the last bit and I was like, ah! I pulled my phone up like, ah! It didn't, it didn't pull it out in time, so. Curses. Well, Lamone like Lamo Stradamus, we, we know that you're keeping an eye on the skies for us. I try to, and they're back. Oh, the skies are active out there, everywhere. I'd like to make suggestions for everybody today. Could you, when you go outside today, look, look, just look in the sky and see what you're seeing. And if you see anything unusual, especially got a lot of clouds and stuff that's going around. Oh, guess what? It's going to be like 72 degrees today in Las Vegas. Now you're just rubbing it's it in. I just got to. Got to, you know, since we need some got enough water today, I guess I would hope so. But uh like I said, it's fun. So right. I want to wish everybody a good day. And you need to check on Matt. Matt, Matt I'm kind of thinking about Matt. Says, yeah, have you talked to him lately? Moniz? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was texting with him. He's he's doing okay. Are you sure? Because I'm just, are, you, are you sure? Because I'm kind of concerned about him. Just Are you, are you sure? I mean, just texting is one thing, but you hear him talk yeah, to him. Yeah, no, he, talk he, to him? he went through something, um, uh, you know, last week. He had a little bit of an, uh, an emotional thing. Um, there was a... There was a fatal crash, and uh, it happened right outside where he happened to be. And he went outside and tried to perform CPR on the person, but they they didn't make it. So, you know, he's a little bit down about that, but he's he's doing okay otherwise. So maybe that might be one. Maybe something. Maybe something tagged along with him. You know, like a lot of Perhaps, times, yeah. you know, you got up 
you should ask him about that. And he's like all by himself right now. Won't you give him a call when you get off of work? I morning? will. I will reach out. And please do. You always say you can do something. Well, you do for other people. But like I said, could you do that for me? And, and then call me tomorrow. I'll call you tomorrow in the morning. I will do that. It's Friday. Okay, and tell him I'm, I'm looking. I'm thinking about. I'm putting in my prayers too. Okay, I will do that. All right, thank you, brother. Have a good day. God bless everybody. Take a look at New Bedford. And uh, that is Lamone in Las Vegas. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right. We're going to go into the newsroom with Phil and get all of the national and international headlines on the other side. We'll talk more with you. 508-996-0500. Would you want to see more of these villages built, these uh, pallet housing to help with the homeless situation? Would you want to see some of that built around the South Coast like they're building in Providence? Let me know. 508-996-0500. But now, take it away, Phil. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. People across the country are dealing with a cell phone outage this morning. Things started going south around 4.30 Eastern Time with AT&T users reporting the most outages, according to the website Down Detector. Tens of thousands of AT&T users have been affected, along with users from Verizon and T-Mobile also lodging complaints. President Biden says today's Republicans are worse than the, quote, racists he used to work with in Congress. Biden spoke at a fundraising event in San Francisco Wednesday, said he served with real racists during his long career in Washington. Quote, guys that have set terrible records on race. Biden added, at least you could work with some of those guys. Biden then spoke about the current House Republicans and said, quote, these guys are worse because they do not believe in basic Democratic principles. Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson responded by saying Biden was desperate and playing the race card. Meanwhile, the Hunter Biden laptop hearing in Delaware Superior Court set to begin today. The lawsuit was filed by the man who turned it over to the FBI and later shared its contents with then-attorney for President Trump, Rudy Giuliani, toward the end of the 2020 presidential campaign. Biden filed a counterclaim over the circumstances around the laptop and seeks to dismiss the defamation suit. GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she agrees with a recent Alabama Supreme Court ruling that claims frozen embryos are children. Last week's ruling said embryos created during in vitro fertilization are extra uterine children and are legally protected in Alabama. Alabama like any other child. On Wednesday, Haley was asked about the ruling during an interview and said, quote, embryos to me are babies. Rudy Giuliani appealing a defamation case in Georgia where he was ordered to pay almost $150 million. The attorney was ordered to pay up at the end of last year for lies he spread about election workers in Fulton County who worked during the 2020 presidential election at State Farm Arena. He has since appealed the ruling and financial award involved. Beyonce is now the first black woman to score a number one hit on the Billboard country charts. On Wednesday, her hit Texas Hold'em debuted at number one on Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart. Everyone wants to be the Cadbury Bunny, because only he brings delicious Cadbury cream eggs. The Hershey Company putting out a call for pet owners as they search for the next Cadbury Bunny. This year, the Cadbury brand will use a March Madness Elimination Tournament to decide the winner. Entries must be made through Cadbury USA's Instagram account. Pet parents are required to post a picture or video and explain why their quote-unquote rabbit should represent Cadbury. Voting begins March 11th. Time now for WBSM Sports brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Bruins beat the Edmonton Oilers 6-5. to Tonight they're away to play the Calgary Flames at 9 and the Boston Celtics play the Bulls in Chicago tonight at 8. Let's check your forecast now with ABC6. 
We'll be seeing a fair amount of sunshine throughout the day today. One more dry day before the wet weather comes in. High temperatures near 44. Overnight tonight, clouds take over this evening, and rain showers will develop around and after midnight. They'll be fairly light. Lows dropping back to the mid-30s. Periods of rain on tap for your Friday. The high up near 47. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Bill Guile on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. This WBSM News Update brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth, home of the $29 oil change. Your choice for auto repairs, brakes, and inspection stickers. Sparks Auto, 425 State Road, Dartmouth. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. in um let's see uh, do i want to go down that route well so you heard phil mention in the news there that um that nikki haley presidential candidate says that uh, she agrees that embryos are human babies and um i'll i'll just say i hope she doesn't eat eggs then and that, that just made me made me think about some wise advice from the puppet version of uh, of Carl Malone. So that was uh, the first thing that popped into my mind. Remember, kid, Carl Malone say every time you eat an egg, that's like eating a chicken's baby. So next time you eat an egg, think about eating baby. So I don't know. It just it, it popped into my mind. So I figured I'd share that with you. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Uh, we were talking before about this uh, Echo Village. And again, E-C-H-O, not E-C-O like Eco Village. Echo Village that's being built outside of Providence. 45 uh, single-person dwellings, pallet housing. These are, these are basically pallets that were brought in that have a, a large shed on them. And within that shed... A person can live, they can have heat, they can have air conditioning, they can have electricity, they have a smoke detector, and they have a fire extinguisher. So basically, they're going to be able to, you know, and again, there's no real inside look at these, but ABC6.com has uh, an outside look at how this is going to look. But they put these 45 sheds together in an area over near the Foxy Lady in Providence. 
and they're going to have homeless people from the streets move into these dwellings. And they'll probably have some uh, some porta potties in there. I don't know what they're going to do to help these folks um, if they're going to eat. Are, are they going to bring in food? Are they going to bring them to uh, like a soup kitchen situation? Are they going to say, you know, you can have a hot plate and a small refrigerator? I mean, I I, I get it. You have electricity in these little units, but. I think anybody that lives in uh, in a triple-decker in, in New Bedford and has an apartment in one of those knows that when you have limited outlets, you can only plug in so many things, right? So many of these homes around here only have a few outlets in, in the apartment, and you know what happens if you start plugging in too many things. So can can you have a refrigerator and run a hot plate or a microwave? And then even so, how do they how do they get them? So I, you know, there's a lot of questions that I have about this setup. But the idea is that they're being given shelter, individualized, personal, private shelter, so they can have a warm bed or a warm place to sleep, away from the elements, and and not having to live on the street. I think it's a worthwhile project to try and as I was saying with one of the previous callers if it doesn't work out they're on pallets they can just bring in a flatbed truck and a, and a pallet jack and pick those bad boys up and load them on the truck and drive them away and and, and that's probably the, the biggest thing that they can hold over the folks that are staying there to make sure that they are following the rules. Hey, you don't want to follow the rules. We can just pack these up and take them out and you're back to sleeping on the streets or having to go to a shelter with without privacy. So I think it's low risk. I think it's, again, it's not a permanent thing, but it's something to try to try to alleviate with this problem. I'm just interested in seeing how many of the folks that when there were migrant families coming and moving into these local hotels and people were calling up and saying, why won't they do anything to take care of the homeless people from this country that are out living on the streets? Why don't they give them hotel rooms? Well, here they are giving these folks something. They're trying something. So I hope there won't be the hypocrisy of people being against this now. Because, like I said, I think it's worth a try. And I'd like to see more of it. Are there areas around here where it could be done? Are there areas on the South Coast where they could have 45 of these pallet houses brought in? That you could have this area set up somewhere, let's just say somewhere in New Bedford. Maybe there's some space in the uh, in the New Bedford Business Park. I'm just trying to think of, a, of an open area where there might be some, you know, maybe there's a, a parking lot over there that's not being utilized that you could bring these in. And then head on downtown and the folks who are living outside 
sleeping outside. You say, well, would you like to have one of these pallet homes, pallet, pallet dwellings? You're going to have to follow the rules over there. But would you like to come over and, and, and have a, a, a roof over your head and, and, and heat? I'd be interested in seeing how it works out. And honestly, I'm surprised that this hasn't been tried sooner. As someone who experienced not having shelter, we'll say, well, I, I, I was... I don't like to say that I was homeless. I was unhoused. We, we, we had a camper. But would you, if you were sleeping out in a tent or you're sleeping out in just a sleeping bag, having the chance to sleep in a shed that had heat and electricity would be a huge deal. And I think that that would be life-changing for some of these folks especially the ones who have had some sort of traumatic issue and are looking to overcome some of that trauma to be able to live a regular productive life. This can help them. There's, there's more privacy, there's more dignity, and that could be a positive uplifting thing. I also wonder about, you know, you can put a porta potty in, but how are they going to shower? They could probably bring in portable showers too. They have those. And, and by the way, when I say they're going to bring in a, a, a porta potty and people are like, well, they're, then they're going to go out into the cold to do their business. I say that it could be, you know, like one of those trailers they bring in where it's like a men's room and a woman's room with multiple stalls and toilets and it's heated and has, you know, fluorescent lighting and all of that. They could bring in one of those type of units. And I don't, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm sure there are units like that that have showering capabilities. If you've got 45 people living in this village and you have two of those bathrooms and each one of those bathrooms has two shower stalls, you've probably got it, you've probably got it covered. I just, I see a lot of possibilities for this and I understand that there are some negatives or the potential for some negatives, but I see it being more of a overall positive thing. So I'd be interested in getting your take 508-996-0500. You can also send me app chat messages on the WBSM app. Coming up later today, I'm going to have a couple of stories for you on WBSM.com and on the app. That one is, you know, as I've been talking about my weight loss journey and I'm taking the, the Monjaro, 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 however they pronounce it. I say Monjaro. But as I've been taking that, you know, you hear about the other ones too, Ozempic and Wagovi and Zepbound, which are, those are just different names for Ozempic and Manjaro. But as 
we see these rise in popularity. I got an interesting bit of data in my inbox the other day about where Massachusetts ranks in, in people looking to get on these weight loss drugs. So I'm going to write up a little bit of something on that. And, uh, and then, because I can't talk about weight loss without talking about fattening foods, I have a story about shakes that, as the kids would say, left me shook. So I will share that with you online later today, and then we can talk about it tomorrow. It's a fun story, but it's a little bit of local trivia that you might not have been aware of. In fact, I had no idea. And other people that work here in the building, when I shared it with them, they had no idea. So this is going to be something that you will be able to arm yourself with and have a at least one interesting conversation at the next party you're dragged to. All right, 508-996-0500. We'll be right back in just a few moments. <laughs> Welcome back in 508-996-0500. We have a few moments remaining in the program, and then we'll give way to Chris McCarthy and South Coast Now. Uh, but you might be thinking already about, gee, what do I want to have for lunch? Or maybe even what do I want to have for dinner? And on a chilly day like today, you know, so it's going to get around 44, 45 degrees. It's not too bad, but still, it's the kind of day we want some good comfort food, right? Something like some good fried chicken. And you're probably thinking, I'd love to go to a place that has really good chicken that isn't greasy. And I've got the place for you. Crispy, crunchy chicken in New Bedford. Where is crispy, crunchy chicken? It's located inside Gas Express at the corner of Tarkin Hill Road and Belleville Avenue. And I know what you're saying. Really, Tim? Chicken from a gas station? But... You will be blown away by how good this chicken is. Their motto is either you know how good it is or you haven't tried it. First of all, don't, don't assume that food isn't great because it comes from a gas station. I've had lots of great food in gas stations, but this is some of the best chicken I've ever had. It's tasty. It's meaty. It's not greasy. It's hand-breaded, mildly Cajun-spiced chicken. And you can get it either bone-in or boneless tenders along with sides such as potato wedge fries, jambalaya, mac and cheese, and, of course, their famous honey biscuits. They have two, three, or four-piece crunch box deals available, or you can get a family meal, but you just want to call ahead if you're going to get a family meal because they don't make large batches of this chicken and then let it sit under a warmer for hours. It's fresh chicken. It's not frozen. They put it out there. They put it on, on the warmer in small batches so that it's ready to go when you come in, but it's also not hanging around for a whole bunch of time. So check out Crispy Crunchy Chicken at Gas Express in New Bedford at the corner of Tarkin Hill Road and Belleville Avenue. And you can also get it via Got Chew, 
DoorDash, and Uber Eats. I've got to take one final break, and then we'll squeeze in some calls when we come back. I got about a minute left. I'm going to try and squeeze in a quick call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. Once, twice. Nope. Okay. Try and squeeze this one in. Hi, you've got about a minute. What's on your mind? Good morning, Tim. How Thank you, you for taking my call. Hey, that fried chicken place that you're talking about is absolutely fantastic. The other place that you had mentioned, the Dipper Cafe for the hot honey and pepperoni, Tim, you're on point. Thank you. God bless you. Keep up the good work, brother. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Yeah, if it's, if it's one thing you can trust me on, it's food. You know, you don't have to agree with me politically. You don't have to agree with my opinions on the local issues that we talk about. And, in fact, it's probably better if you don't. It makes for a better conversation. But uh, you can always take my word for it when it comes to food. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to food. And sometimes I might try some weird things that you might not be willing to go that far, and that's totally fine. But when I'm telling you to get the fried chicken, a crispy, crunchy chicken, you can trust me that it's really good. And... uh with that in mind, I think I got to get some of that today. 